Welcome to You Hate Movies, the podcast in which casual moviegoers, film lovers, and cinephiles argue about movies. Journey through the wilderness and fart across the sea as we watch and debrief Swiss Army Man. There will be spoilers for Castaway, Hook, The Bridge, The Far Side Comics, The Revenant, Beetlejuice, Interstellar, Touched by an Angel, and It's a Wonderful Life. On the popular demand of at least one person, maybe two people, tops, and because we needed a movie to watch tonight, we decided to watch Swiss Army Man <laughs> together <laughs> and to talk about it. Now, Matt Hughes is here. Hi, everyone. He and I had gone and saw this in the cinema. We went to see it together as friends. Uh, but the rest of these yahoos experienced it for the first time. Tyler is here. Yep. Yep. I don't even want to know what you think yet. Patrick. Uh, I'm here. Is here. And Bethany. Hello. Is here. Uh, if you haven't seen the movie, one, why are you listening to this? But you can't possibly begin to understand a conversation around this indescribable, <laughs> near indescribable <laughs> thing. So I... I guess I'd just begin with what what what's going through y'all's heads right now. I, it's a little weird seeing it a second time and having time to process it. It took me, I think, a, a few days. What do you, Bethany? Why don't you tell us where you're at in your mind, Hav- having just seen Swiss Army Man? You know, a minute ago it ended, it ended. Like what thoughts I'm having? Yeah, I really liked it. I th- I thought I, I thought the acting was great. I thought it was so creative. Mm-hmm. I thought Radcliffe. it was really deep. Is Daniel Radcliffe a convincing corpse? It was hard. Yeah, but it was it was hard. I'm like, oh, there's not a lot of build out here. Like, I don't really know. Even the ending, I was like, well, not getting a lot of story. But I WTF. Thought, while I right? was in it, I thought it was all so beautiful. <laughs> You're so right, Tyler. Was, those were the, that was the final line of the movie. What? WTF. Yeah, it was. Mary Elizabeth Winstead's final line was, what the F? She just said it was all so beautiful. Okay, not all, but I thought, okay. what are we going to do? Yeah, you're this? right. High production value. Those sets were so realistic. The forest? <laughs> yeah, it really looked like a forest. Wait, yeah. am I being mocked? I can't tell. No, I'm happening. mocking Tyler, I think, who might be mocking you. I'm unsure. I liked it. Beautiful or whatever. I thought it was like deep or something. I was trying to like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was trying. Was I, think, I think that's the real question. Was it deep or something? <laughs> it was well, deep or something. Maybe Bethany certainly thinks so. This is a good time to segue into Tyler's opinion of the movie. <coughs> I liked it. Okay. <laughs> oh, good. Well, why are you acting like a weirdo? Because I, I, I don't understand it. I don't think I totally understand it either, but I liked it. And then in between these two, Patrick, what did you think? I I didn't really like it. Oh, oh okay. Descent. Yeah. Bethany Maybe I just need to think about it. This, it looked cool, and it had great acting, but at the end of the day, I was just like, what was the point of any of this, and what what am <coughs> I doing here? Well, it, now's your chance to work it out. If in I could, entertainment. If in I could find a thesis for this film... <laughs> It would probably be the few lines about how if we could all just acknowledge that we're just be- fart bags. Is that what they're like? Rotting sacks of sh- uh, S, uh, I yeah, think. Yeah, if we could all just acknowledge that we're rotting sacks of the S word, poop. Excrement. Um, then we could all dance and have fun together. And, and fart. And it's fart. It's really the key here is y- you, got, you can't hide the, fa- hide the farts, you know? No. 
No, I yeah, I guess. That's the message. What, That's what, the moral. Are we going to ask you two what you thought since you had seen it before? Sure, Matt, what do you think? I uh I love this movie. It's uh as I think back on as we're nearing the end of the year and I think back on the movies I've seen this year. This is probably in my top 3 of the movies that I've seen. I first heard about it Good when proof. I heard that people were um they were walking out of Sundance because they and then there was just a headline about Daniel Radcliffe's farting corpse is ridden like a jet ski and I was like well I'm obviously gonna go and see that film and then I saw the first trailer and I chuckled to myself and said this is brilliant and I went straight to the theater and saw it and I what on a second viewing I was still enthralled and enjoyed it and thought man what a deep or something Movie. Or something. <laughs> or something. I, I didn't think <laughs> that when deep? I saw the preview. I was like, what in the world? Oh, I didn't think it when I when I saw the preview, I was like, this is gonna be hilarious. Daniel Radcliffe is dead and is tooting across the ocean. I'm I didn't in. even know that was happening. And then I went to see it and, and it was like, wow, it's way, way more intricate and emotional and mm-hmm. heartfelt than that. Toots across the ocean are <laughs> That's an eighties band name. name for the movie. <laughs> the ocean. They're just a mirror to society, you know? Sure. <laughs> It's like it's really deep, or, or something. Or something. <laughs> yeah. Well, I liked it. I certainly didn't like it as much as what Matt's describing. He was, you know, having some kind of euphoric experience watching this both times. I was amused and entertained, and I did appreciate the deep or something element of the existential, you know, search for meaning stuff. I guess. And also, I remember you said after you saw it in the theater, and I agree with this sentiment that the soundtrack is righteous. It was. It was good. The, uh, uh, you know, mostly acapella score yeah. that they wove into the actual narrative of the movie was, it, it was effective. It worked. Yeah, the whole thing was pretty clever. You know, so that's, that's, that's not enough for you. Clever or something. Tell us more. Or something. <laughs> I just kept thinking, what? What's going on? Never seen anything like it. That's for sure. That's for sure. I thought this. Well, no, might no, no, be I don't know. I feel like Tom Hanks and Wilson did it better uh, first. <laughs> So we <laughs> sure, <laughs> obviously we've it seen this done before. Hey, there was w- no implied romance between uh, <laughs> yeah. Tom Hanks. And Are Wilson. you kidding? When he saw Wilson floating away, and his lover was just <laughs> oh my gosh, that was heartbreak. Right? Well, oh, there well, was some were, kissing. They were smooching at the bottom of the but lake. No, he was, he was giving him air. Yeah, he was giving him air. Well, yeah, it was a very. It was like in Hook with the mermaids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but there was some kind but of. It was pretty romantic. intimate. It was pretty Yeah, intimate. I felt and like he had to dig that cork out of his butt. <laughs> That's true. He <laughs> had to put it in was there in the <laughs> first place. <laughs> was that sex? <laughs> <laughs> you know how sometimes on the show Tyler likes to uh, recap a movie? You know? <laughs> I thought hey. this, if there ever was a movie, maybe Tyler could recap the movie. Not the way that we saw it, but chronologically and his take and understanding of the movie. You want to, off, off the top of my head, a recap? Yeah. All right. But so put the backstory in there as we learned it toward the end. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So you, you want chronological order. Yeah. yeah so okay. there's a dude on a bus <laughs> <laughs> taking photos of a girl who is going to hang himself on an island, and then, and then he rides Daniel Radcliffe across the ocean and then does a bunch of weird stuff in the bus girl's yard. That's basically was he really on an island? At the beginning, I think so. He was on a boat. There were those sharpied messages on the trash that he'd made. 
Although that could have all been a part of his but psychosis. How, how he might have just been like down the street. The behind the girl's house. He could have been doing well, that. Yeah, I that's know. true. <clears throat> that's what I was waiting for the whole film was to find out the answers to these questions. Like, yeah. is, is he really on an island? Did he die at the beginning hanging from that rope? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did he really ride Daniel Radcliffe's body across the I ocean? I hope so. Is this really a dead body or is it all in his brain? Mm-hmm. What, right. where what's is that, he what's that t- like the thing that always i always get hung up on is there's that there's that time lapse when they're talking near the end and the you see the rotting corpse of daniel radcliffe and it's just a skeleton that's covered and i'm like did that really happen but then at the end he's in sarah's yard and the paramedics are actually like there, the body is obviously there they enough like for them to interact. They give like a prognosis on his body, and they say that he must have been some kind of cliff jumper right, or something. Bridge like. jumper. Bridge and the, jumper. It's a really common thing in that area, and they why wash would he, up. Why hey, would he jump a bridge with a suit on? Because like he wanted to look nice when he got well, found. Oh, like in that, oh, right, sure, like in that movie, himself. The Bridge. Totally. Yeah, yeah, you made me watch. I got you. Uh, not, like, uh, not like for fun, but for like yeah. for killing yourself. Right. So I was waiting for the for the ending to come where we're... We're surrounded by the news and the police, and we're going to get some sort of reveal as to what was real and what was not real. And uh, apparently it was all real or, or something. Well, the, here's the uh, the corpse must have been real because they like evaluated mm-hmm. it. Right. right. And the corpse's ability to speak seems to have been real because the child commented on something that the corpse said. Right. Unless... Paul Dano was using him like a ventriloquist puppet. Like he had said child. something, but when right. we see it, it's depicted as though he's talking. Because right. he did mm-hmm. tell us at one point he thought he might be hallucinating because he was starving to death. Right. So he what, are, straight out of what the were yeah. they all reacting to when his body farted back into the water? Oh, that's real. That was death gas. After yeah, all that. Yeah, when it, when it jet skied out into the sunset. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> that was real. <laughs> that was. Well, I mean, Mary Elizabeth Winstead certainly responded. How, how come we are acting like we know who she is? Uh, that gr- that actress Do because she was uh, Ramona Flowers. In she's in some Scott garbage Pilgrim movie. And she was in Ten. She was in Ten Cloverfield which was a good movie. Yeah, that was. We've That's already done a whole episode on it. No, not that was Cloverfield. 10 Cloverfield Lane is the one with John Goodman. Oh, I yeah. watched that one. I love John yes. Goodman. Yeah, you do yeah. love it. <laughs> <laughs> I did a whole thing on it. I did a whole thing on it. And she's in a great comic book movie so called Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. It's garbage. So I let's try it. and figure this out. <laughs> Paul Dano finds a corpse. Yes. And Lucky he, him. He, in his Find psychosis and delirium from s- starvation or dehydration, is actually building all these forts and buses and but right, yes, that's right. back up but a step behind that he's apparently fled society because he's an outcast and a weirdo and right his dad uh, hates him his mom's dead he can't even masturbate but or something we don't know what he did or something what was real is oh, that he had a body in yeah. the woods yes what was not real was the jet propulsion farting and the karate chopping 
Or I being mean, on an island at all. I doubt that he was ever. He you was don't think that isolated island. island was real at the I beginning? Th- that it was. Seems I think, more. I think the island seems more metaphorical to me. That's, I think so. That it's like he, isolation. He was an island. Yeah. He felt alone. Like the Simon and Garfunkel song. Because the island itself, right? The topography, really of the depicted of the depiction of the island was like an unrealistic little right. like it was a cave cartoon. with some just sand. a hill of sand with yeah. the two guys sitting at a palm tree. Totally. Yeah. You know, like yeah. the far side. The car yeah. Right. Far, like yeah. far side and the far, spoilers. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All far side cartoons so uh, to do with so islands. <laughs> it's, it's hard separating metaphor from reality. So the yeah. island was a metaphor for his loneliness. Sure. He finds a dead body in the woods and it keeps him company with these bizarre forts that he's building. Yeah. Whilst obsessing over a photo of a girl he took on the bus. Right. Yeah. And trying to figure out the meaning and purpose of life, I guess. Through the lens of and whether he'll risk going back into society mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. the knowing that there's still the same level of disconnectedness and loneliness. Do you think he him? went out there to kill himself? Is that what the whole hanging bit was at the beginning? I suppose he had actually considered and began attempts mm. to kill himself, maybe, and he found that body. in this girl's backyard. Not well, not well, in the like in the woods behind I her house. He was like yeah. stalking her. To an extent, though. Yeah. Yeah. According to the foot pursuit, it was a short distance from right. her house. Right. right. It was just down two slopes that he rode the corpse yeah. down as a sled. Mm-hmm. So he was just wandering around out there. He didn't... Making stuff out of trash. Right. And so he's out there in the woods, and it did get very existential. He was just considering social norms and sure. society's customs, and it gives you a, a different perspective on... The things we do, <laughs> us, us all holding our farts in, am I right? Right, sure. <laughs> well, you. Yeah, you apparently. <laughs> you and Sarah. You. I'm a free tutor. <laughs> you and Sarah. Tyler's uh, family so is a closed toot family. <laughs> <laughs> they, they don't like it. Yeah, Paul Dano would be really disappointed. I just let the, her rip. So, so, he... <laughs> <laughs> so I enjoy how so hard So, with his working. existential wrestlings with the corpse... He gets the courage to go back out in society and perhaps even talk to the girl of his dreams. After clearly stalking. Yeah, after oh processing yeah. everything with his corpse friend. And right. getting bit by a bear. And having like a quasi-romance with sure. the corpse. The so then, thing. Bethy, I would love to hear your opinion then, if all that we've just said is true. What what was like the source of his... his um, illness i guess and do you agree with our assessment thus far yeah i i was tracking with is all he that. emotionally damaged because of his inability to connect with women well, or probably got an attachment parents. issue because his mom died so mm-hmm. yeah you know he's got abandonment when there's dad stuff there's like a yeah. Yeah, like his, his dad's his dad didn't, be didn't a affirm him he didn't so he's just he's just a sad person <laughs> and yeah. he you know i couldn't yeah. tell if the corpse in my head i was thinking the corpse isn't real. This is a projection of his mm. internal self. That's what I kept thinking. Yeah, I like that. Which is is what he was doing. He was processing his deep emotional grief, and he was doing yeah. all that. But I there couldn't tell if the corpse is going to be a real thing, a real person, or not. Yeah, but there so. was a lot of moments where their identities switch a lot. You can't yeah. tell who's who, and right, even who's even by the end, smart. Daniel Radcliffe is carrying. Paul Dano. Yeah, so who's dead here and who's right. alive? And right. at one point mm-hmm. he said, you're having thoughts and then made him fall out of the tree. Mm-hmm. Right. What was up with right. that? Because he was using the corpse as a cipher to process his existential dread mm-hmm. and when it was culminating to the degree that he was having some kind of 
yeah. breakdown. Right, a full I, nervous breakdown, yeah. It it could have been the case that the, you know, <laughs> I don't know how they got in the tree since the corpse probably couldn't actually propel him up into the tree <laughs> in the first place. <laughs> right. He just climbed, scurried. But think yeah. about so I wonder if it's that point. Is psychologically. I mean, I just think it's like such a creative yeah. way to show to demonstrate that. <laughs> I wonder in if in front of our eyes. I thought that was so cool. Dark, dark if that comedy. thoughts in the tree part was the point where he was so close to society that all of the fantasy life he'd created in the woods was coming crashing down oh. and he was like now I have to actually go yeah. and decide do I enter in and risk everything or do I just run back into the woods with my dead boyfriend now I thought it was the other way around now it could just be the tension of the two yes he was on the edge of society but he was also on the edge of death he was out sure. there facing his loneliness and his own ex- existence mm-hmm. scared of death yep. and that bear was a very real threat of death and so raccoon, he was giant raccoon, a giant big raccoon, yeah, <laughs> raccoon. That funny. But that bear was there to kill him, and he was in a moment where he was running for his life, and then gave up, and then decided to fight back again, and, and then that's why up. Manny yeah. like fully. So stood he was up. having that, yeah, he was having mm. that wrestle between life and death, and what really yeah. mattered to him. He and Manny were able to verbally process death and the the pointlessness, and then apparently. The idea of everyone becoming poop and pooping themselves and all his cells <laughs> pooping and themselves. And all the poop mixing and with all other the people's poop. Mixing poop. Together. Yeah, eventually they'd all meet somewhere. And he was like, oh, it's not so bad. Yeah. I guess I'm not afraid of dying anymore. We're all made of people's poop. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I wonder if there was ever a real bear. So my, my wonder <laughs> is... <laughs> oh, okay. he, his leg was really... Right, because even at the end, he had the boot on. So there was just a bear in this lady's backyard? That's not the woods. It's in the woods, man. This is in, like, the California woods. They are right... He by was the highway. Was no, it's ago. Like there's there's you accept down. everything in the Marvel universe, me, but you just can't me, accept that there was a real bear spoil in you. the woods. Let me spoil something for you right now, Patrick. Oh my gosh, Beth. Bears live in the woods. That's great. Have you seen The Revenant? Here's my question. This is The Revenant. Let me mention a little movie (laughs) named The Revenant. Just because the movie implied that it was not that far out, it doesn't mean that that it was what happened in real time, that it only took 30 seconds. It just meant that they chased him for a while. didn't spoil anything. I'm writing the Revenant. <laughs> you didn't spoil anything. Because you, you mentioned just said there's a bear, bear in the there's Revenant. A bear. There's a bear. Here's my question. I wonder if <laughs> he was out there for not a long amount of time. No, he, he built all those little forts. I know, but I, I just don't think something. he was there for <laughs> that long. I think it's he kind of walked out there to have his mental breakdown. Like, yeah. he went to go see the girl sure, and freaked out and went to have his mental breakdown. And then he saw the courts and did everything in his head. That beard's like a Because like he couldn't have shaved his head. Minimum. Well, I don't think he ever had a beard. That oh. was all his isolation. No, he shaved with the corpse's teeth. We saw. Right, but Patrick's saying, yeah. uh, I saw. Not, <laughs> Patrick's saying that's not real. He never actually no, had I a beard. Saw he was just out there for like four. I alter- saw him do alternative, it. Alternative, <laughs> he just would go out there on the weekends. He was still back there riding the bus, creeping on Sarah no. Johnson, and he was just nipping out there to be a little bit loopy for blips at a time. Oh, and I fight some bears. I didn't pick that And up. fight some bears. Yeah, I don't agree you with what I just said. think he was going back and forth to society? No, I recant okay. that. Well, it's yeah. a terrible it's theory. Stupid. It's it's stupid. I'm an idiot. So apparently the director, one of the directors has said that they uh, they suppose that the summary statement or the moral of the movie is that it's an exploration about the way that shame keeps people from being able to love mm. or enjoy happiness. Yeah. And then yeah. it gives them a permission slip to talk about farts and... And things yeah, like that. farts are the most common I think shame. I picked up on that. 
I think yeah, there's definitely a like a, a shame. <laughs> you think, you, thing think you, did there. you did or you're sure? Let me just say I'm and masturbation I'm one is another shame. Quite happy right. that Bethany enjoyed the movie. Death. That's always oh, great. Shameful. Uh a tad surprised. Um, really? I, I thought you yeah, might I have a different reaction. Hate it. Because, you know, Beetlejuice, just too weird. <laughs> <laughs> this movie doesn't make any sense. But, the, you know, first five minutes of the movie, farting a corpse across the ocean. It's beautiful, man. <laughs> yeah. It's smart or something. Well, it was deep. Beetlejuice just doesn't have a... We're not even, we already did this podcast. <laughs> That's true, <laughs> we did. It does not have a real plot. <laughs> okay. Okay, <laughs> but this farty corpse... corpse. <laughs> <laughs> this farty corpse... Bus twig. The question. Shame makes sense. Shame makes a lot of sense. There's I a lot of elements of shame in there. Right. I the even disgu- openly <laughs> discussing <laughs> grief. Forget it. No, go ahead. go ahead. No, go no, ahead. No, no, I want. It's go probably ahead. worthless. I probably. Bethy, go ahead. I was just gonna say I didn't farts. think. Farts. I didn't think the Could fart. You <laughs> <laughs> get out of here, Felicia. Just. <laughs> it's by Felicia. Not get She's out. She's changing of it. it up. She's okay. got her own. I kind of said it twice that way, so I felt like I'm gonna commit to it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> commit to a misquote. Excuse like yourself from the room, Felicia. <laughs> yeah. yeah. See you later, Felicia. Have a uh, nice. Get night. out of here. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that was a that was a very charming character. On train your of, bike, of Felicia. Tannen as well. Yeah. Your presence is no longer welcome, Felicia. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, you, you started to say I didn't feel like <laughs> yeah, the farts. Something about I didn't farts. feel like it was ever. I always thought it was metaphorical or something. Like farts? I, I didn't think it was like. Even when you see Daniel Radcliffe's hairy butt cheeks. Yeah, I was <laughs> like. Rocking it out of a it's river. It's just like art. Farts are art. No, it was just like artistic fart. expression. And I a can get there because I can get deep artistic expression. Like that. Well, you you, you suspended your disbelief <laughs> so willingly for this one. You're capable. From the, from the get-go, <laughs> it makes you have to do that. Fart? Fart? No. <laughs> Suspend your whatever. Disbelief. Sure. So if we could create a list of the shame that he's experiencing, mm-hmm. experiencing from, you know, the most common to the most uh, actually severe. Severe. He yeah. had some kind so of traumatic experience farts. being <laughs> caught. And, and, and then, yeah, farts, at the farts are at one end of the spectrum and the loss of his mother is at the other end of the spectrum. And in yeah. between, there's a lot of uh, emotional distress. Yeah, it sounds like his dad is a real... Where, yeah, yeah. Yeah, where Being he called a retard by his dad because yeah. he mumbles and is it's shy. Yeah. His father has caused a lot of uh, and his pain father called and him embarrassment. Yeah. yeah, and then he had that bit that he said to the uh, corpse... <laughs> at the conclusion of the movie about that he didn't uh, suppose that he was the type of person that anyone would like. So all that to say, these things that, you know, the spectrum of shame from the farts to the loss of his mom seemed to have put him in that place where he would be the dude on the bus that would creepily watch the girl every day but not right. say anything to her and go yeah. home and eat pizza or whatever. Because he, he didn't have the confidence to speak up. Right. Anyway. Because he had been taught that he had no value and worth. So he ended up in the forest making right. Jurassic Park recreations out of sticks <laughs> and crap. There are worse things to do. If you don't know Jurassic Park, you don't know. Yeah, that was a great, Anything. Was a great line. Yeah, Put it great. on my tombstone. <laughs> you want a cuss word on your tombstone? Surely not. No, you can put like the little Qbert symbols. Oh, okay. <laughs> a, a, and a hashtag yeah. and, a, and an asterisk. Yeah. So what okay. we've got here is a story about a emotionally distressed young man who in a time of crisis considers killing himself by going out into the forest mm-hmm. finds a corpse and everything we see is 
what happens next. Yeah, but my question, so. this is my only, uh, overall, I, I liked the movie, enjoyed it, thought about it for a while. I even liked watching it a second time. Um, if I had to pick on it, I would wonder if the weirdness I can buy all into. I like that. Uh, the off the, the crassness and the super, uh, super off the charts, bizarre stuff. That's all great. But I wonder if the the ambiguity is a little bit tangled up in the movie that when by the time it ends, you realize that there's a commentary going on and you realize that it's spoken to some important things through the guise of some ridiculous and silly things. But it also makes you go, but wait, what happened <laughs> yeah. about some of just the basic narrative elements? Right. Not that the movie owes us an explanation about every little thing. Obviously, some ambiguity is fine even a lot of ambiguity but it seemed like uh some of those things overlapped in a in a cumbersome way you know to where yeah. you're going but wait okay like it's it's this much is clear that he was in the woods the whole time that's cool that's a cool like little twist or reveal but how much of the corpse is real how much of what the right. corpse was doing is real what and the final shot of the movie is is that real if so what does it mean it starts right. to overlap <laughs> on the actual <laughs> message of the movie a little bit right it starts to get really blurry and unclear so i was hoping you guys would but resolve I that for me i think you're right <laughs> you know. spend so much of the time in the woods not knowing what's going on and it's just this these bizarre antics that the deeper it gets and the more existential it becomes, you start to look for that commentary, mm -hmm. but you almost still don't have enough information to really appreciate it in the moment. And now that we reached the end of the film and I, I guess I missed the one line where someone tells us that Daniel Radcliffe was a jumper. Yeah. It's, it's, just off, it's actually off screen. Yeah. So yeah. that's a little very important piece of information that makes uh, their interaction far more profound because mm -hmm. if Daniel, if, Paul Dano is really out there because he feels so lonely and depressed and is considering killing himself. He's actually forced to teach this person who did kill himself to find the meaning in life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's this really profound story that you really can't appreciate until the very end. I and thought that from the beginning then, though. I might even be you, like, you I'm assumed awesome. Radcliffe was a suicide. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, and I assume that he was even even if it wasn't a suicide I was thinking oh it's like a beautiful narrative to have a, a live person speak to the dead about the value of life mm -hmm. I was like oh that's really that's like profound and is it but it, are the questions the personality of Manny is that all completely a projection from Hank onto this totally. like uh, white I mean, sheet has of to paper or is are we meant to understand that something about this the character who's now significant because he's a suicide he's connected to uh, Hank in that way that some uh, you know element of his personality is actually woven into this? I, I think it's production. no. I think it couldn't be. It all it all has to be Paul Dano's fantasy. He's yeah. working out his his demons or yeah. whatever. And I think right. that a lot of the bizarre antics are just part of Paul Dano's character he seems to be obviously a creative guy sure. artistic and so it gets weird <laughs> because was, of that he was also able to celebrate the good things about himself in in manny do you know what i mean like he was like oh he's such a great guy or whatever at the dead body manny guy yeah and i thought it was cool because he was like valid he was like learning to validate yeah. himself 
through a corpse. Through a corpse, which is so, I know, it's creepy, but like. You never know where the source of inspiration is going to come yeah, from. I'm just saying, that's like what people do every a man's day. Muse. They use something different to help right. affirm that. So. I thought, man, this Joker is resourceful. Look at this crap that he's <laughs> building out of the garbage around Heck him. Heck yeah, time. it's amazing. <laughs> he recreated yeah. a bus, <laughs> he made himself look like a girl. That was an interesting commentary, too. The connection between actual trash and how he felt as a human yeah yeah Yeah, and he was able to like live out a certain level of wish fulfillment by putting manny in situations and have him respond to them the way that you know he could talk him (laughs) through now maybe you would say this and and be a person that he wished Mm -hmm. he could have been heck Paul Dano might have just gone for a nice leisurely walk and then just spiraled into chaos. He thought, I'm going to go clear my head, enjoy this <laughs> nice this nice riverside take walk. Take from stalking this girl for yeah. a second. Oh, look at that body. <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently, according to the way that Patrick understood the conclusion, that he was only out there in a, for an hour and a half because we have to understand everything <laughs> to be in real time. Well, he was in her backyard. Dang it. He keep, Patrick keeps saying her he backyard. Was, he was in her backyard, but he was there for several nights at least. Here's my, here's the thing. <laughs> like, I, I liked the, because you kept seeing all the trash and you're like, he's not like in some secluded place. There's trash everywhere. Right. So it's like, what, what is this? And then they gave us a very clear, you know, twist of like what that was. Oh, that he's in her backyard <laughs> or whatever. He's in the woods, he's behind, in the woods behind a neighborhood. Somebody's house. Yeah. He's yeah. like, he's not far from walking distance from like sure. civilization the whole time. That's cool. And then I felt like the rest of it, like I like a I like open ended plots and things like that, but this was so open ended and like what <laughs> we were saying is like they gave us such definitive like twists, but then the other parts were like still spiraling out of control. You're kind of like I can't yeah. land it, man. It's almost like the movie makers had this like very profound, uh, unassuming subtleties to it, its its storytelling, but then. They said, oh, let, let's get weird at the end. Let's just have them right away into the sunset. On the yeah, they got farts. to the end of the screenplay, like, and they're like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> this is like Interstellar. <laughs> oh, gosh. Is no, it? How no, is it? I don't know. Like I don't know. I don't know. Where's it going? Interstellar's bubble like the last so third. always <laughs> get weird like that? Because they love it, even though it's bad. It seems that the overarching, though, problem for Paul Dano is just his connection to women, probably because of the death of his mother and the unhealthy sexual deviancy that he has yeah and uh and his comments though about women are pretty interesting the one were about the magazine where he said before the internet women used to be more yeah. every girl was a lot more yeah, special every girl yeah, yeah. but hey. that said here is the question that i really am very seriously concerned about okay <laughs> do you think that jesse the girl in that magazine got any credit she got a credit <laughs> in the film Oh, just a picture. Looked into a girl uh, pictured in magazine. <laughs> <laughs> She's got to be not looking like she did in that magazine, right? That looked like a very old copy of Sports mm. Illustrated. Yeah, what no, do you I think that girl it wasn't, wasn't Sports Illustrated? They didn't pay for that license. No. It was so it was like a fake mag- magazine. Yeah, it was a fake sports. But that was a real girl. I want to. Where is she now? Is she excited to be featured in this film? A that's a great question. It's not the question I expected you to ask. Yeah, that at all. I don't know if I. Ex- well, hey, if you're listening to this podcast, write in and let us know that you're okay. Be <laughs> <laughs> great. So when uh, Hank was constantly, you know, screaming about, uh, you know, wanting someone to come help him and rescue him, these were pleas of an existential nature, you know, in that sense, they're almost 
metaphorical. He may have actually been screaming for help, but he wasn't actually... He knew where he could go back to society. He was screaming for a different kind of help. Mm-hmm. That would make sense, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What is you guys... if Best guess, best interpretation of the ending, of the final shots of the movie. What would you... Uh, the fi- of him of him farting away the into the sunset yeah you know you, uh, up until the oh, moment that I he got does a good one. fart here away go. here we go everything's lining up in a way that makes perfect sense you're thinking right he was never alive right this now it's all he's coming to grips with what he's been through mm-hmm. I think in a crazy person sort of way I think Hank Patrick you got any theories uh. about <laughs> uh, yeah, Bethany, what do you yeah. think? Mm, I'm not ready. Pat yet. Tyler, <laughs> um, let's go back to Matt. <clears throat> okay, yeah, here's my thought. I think that that symbolizes that um, Paul Dano Hank Thompson has faced his demons, and he is releasing his feelings of shame by farting first. He farted yeah, himself. he farted. So that already is him being like okay i'm going to be true to myself so he society all wins at once so because all of all of society like authority figures in the police his dad he is public to the to the masses because of the news camera the girl that he was infatuated with they're all there all these key people in his life and key like cultural icons are there and he's like i'm true to myself i'm gonna fart and then i'm gonna release all of my shame and all of my fear and I'm going to be finally just no longer apologetic about who I am and I'm going to face the truth of culture and society. That's not so bad. You know, the kind of would make sense in that yet you also are seeing these different what could be uh, symbolic reactions from all the people. Some of them were disgusted. The dad, for some reason, seemed like he was happy. Yeah, that was odd. He understood. Didn't he fall to his knees in awe of what <laughs> he was witnessing? He didn't fall to his knees, well, but he, he smiled he, he behind his Yosemite stand mustache. He, you know, he said, go, go mm-hmm. to the corpse. So, 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 Matt, you're saying that when Daniel Radcliffe farted into the sunset, yeah. that was a metaphorical release of Paul Dano's shame? I think so. But, but everyone reacted to it. Yeah, I think maybe they were saying WTF for him, like, pushing the corpse in the ocean. They're like, what's this weirdo doing? Mm. They were like, just reacting to what was really happening. Right. We were seeing... We saw what Hank Paul Dano was... Yeah, what Hank was seeing in his heart and in his crazy person mind. Uh-huh. And they were like, what's this weirdo doing? He's like... Because think about it. He had to, like, drag it with his hands handcuffed behind his back into the ocean. If I saw that, I might be like... Oh, it was floating. Oh. He was nudging it. Yeah, whatever. Maybe he just kicked it. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. Some exactly. Like we. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like we saw something. I don't know. It happened off camera. The actual mechanics of getting that dead now, body in the ocean. It, yeah, I've got the real answer here. Are you ready? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Daniel Radcliffe was, um, an angel. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Do you Wait. ever see that show, Touched by an Angel? <laughs> oh, my God. Where, Good. where a, stranger, a stranger comes into your life and helps you in your time of need. And, and then, you know, everyone doubts. But then in the, in the final moments, it reveals. That's a huge mm. spoiler for Touched by an Angel. Make sure. Oh, well, know. I'm sorry if anybody's going back and watching <laughs> <laughs> Touched by an Angel. That, that is every episode, <laughs> though, isn't it? Yeah. So Daniel Radcliffe Statue came into Paul Dano's life at the right moment. And... Um, and then at the very end, he left. 
Mm-hmm. He's got someone else to help. Someone else to help. The farting corpse. He's, cla- he's going to fart his wings. He's going to fart into the sunset. Every time a corpse <laughs> farts, an angel gets its wings. <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, Patrick, what do you think about if you had to pick between these two theories or make your own? You have to do It's a Wonderful Life spoiler, too, because of that one. <laughs> because I referenced angels getting their wings through flatulence. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I, I like Matt's interpretation. That Thanks, I was kind of thinking something like that as well, I guess. But I feel like we're just working too hard. Well, this is hardly Prometheus. <laughs> we're just interpreting. It requires a little brain power to be. No, I'm we're interpreting not, I, art. I appreciate that, Come but there's it. just it's just it's too much, man. <laughs> they, they there's too much artwork yeah. for you. It's too elevated. It's not. I guess I'm just so dumb. I no, can't understand. That's not what it, I was Matt. saying at all. Mm, sounds <laughs> like it. You are I'm just saying. I'm just saying these these kind of some of these indie movies like this I like, but they're they're trying too much to be like the ambiguous. What's mm. going on? Sure, and it just doesn't work. I feel like we're just trying I didn't too hard. Feel like they were pushing that on us, though. I didn't. Some indie movies, I feel like, co-wit trying to make me jump on board with your stupid agenda. This one, I thought, he's like, interpret it how you want to, and be encouraged. That's how I felt. Maybe Paul Dano was like a huge uh, Survivor man fan, like loves Bear Grylls. Yeah, just a huge, just yeah, Bear watching Grylls. Bear Grylls all the time. He said, "I'm going to go out. I'm going to go survive yeah. the wilderness." He was pretty good with all that trash. Yeah, he made those shoes out of bottles. Mm. That was pretty impressive. Yeah. After he had one crock on. Yeah, but in the um, you know, the whole like filming of it or whatever, he was never wearing those croc that crock ever. You realize that he had like mountain shoes on the entire time. No, cuz then he steps in the poo, he takes the boot off cuz it has bear oh. poo on, he falls into the ravine, and then in the ravine he finds the blue oh, croc. I totally missed that. Yeah. <laughs> My bad. Mm-hmm. Bear poo. Everybody poo. <laughs> everybody poos. No, he wrote that. So wrote that in the Bible. <laughs> you know that the everybody the poops. I, the so I thought hard. that the Bible becoming everybody poops, <laughs> and then the constant uh, tying together of pooping yourself when you die. That mm-hmm. uh, it they, it had actually very like a uh, naturalistic and nihilistic view of death. Mm-hmm. Well, the yeah. ultimate shame. And Pooping your pants when yeah, you die. So they wrote over the Bible in mud, you know, everybody poops, everybody dies, and death yep. is ultimately meaningless. It's just all your cells crapping themselves. And that was kind of interesting. I didn't notice that the first time. And Encouraging. Because I was distracted by, you know, the corpses pooping and shooting birds' heads off <laughs> and stuff <laughs> like that. That <laughs> was awesome. <laughs> so, <laughs> Bethany, to end... <laughs> Uh, since I was a tad surprised that you liked the movie as much as you did, not put off at all, or you know, just didn't seem like the kind of thing that you'd warm up to the way that you have, which is great. Don't make faces while I'm trying to. I just feel a little bit judged. Why See you later, Felicia. Felicia. Catch you later, girl. <laughs> so well, let's let's say oh, so sorry. you're hanging out with a young lady. It's just your average moviegoer, right down at the bottom of the casual moviegoer list, mm. you know. And they're like, Definitely "Oh yeah, happy. I heard about this movie." They don't know anything about it, but someone's about to, you know, they're about to be somewhere where the movie's going to be shown. How would you best prepare them <laughs> for the experience or get them excited? Or Mm-mm. you cannot prepare people for this. They need to go into it cold, like I did. All right. I'll see what your real intelligence is. I mean, oh. kind of like, you know, I'm just kind of <laughs> like, well, 
<laughs> if you can't, <laughs> if you can't see past the fart and dead guy, this will put your emotional no, I think t- if, intelligence if a girl was to like, the test. Oh my god, what is this? I would be like, <laughs> see you later, Felicia. <laughs> <laughs> I think I would be listening for like, do you get like that? It's sort of existential or metaphorical or whatever. I think it's fine. You shouldn't. I didn't want to be prepared either. I was trying to read the screen really quickly about what this was about, and all I saw was a man was on an island. So I was like. Castaway. Okay. Yeah. I didn't even see the farting thing. And I thought, I didn't know that that was a real thing. I thought it was a joke or something. Oh, and I was like, oh. Oh, so and real. And then the first scene, I'm like, oh. So, now, Pat- I wouldn't prepare anybody. Patrick, how do you feel to have Bethany say that it's a test of the intelligence? No, that's not what I meant. I just mean, you know, an emotional intelligence. <laughs> I'm not yeah. saying, I hear you. It's not that you didn't no, get it, I hear you. Patrick. I hear you. you got it. You just don't like it. I just didn't get My it, job lets me <laughs> like this stuff. Okay. Your job can too. Thanks for listening to You Hate Movies. Have you purchased your very own You Hate Movies t-shirt? If not, why do you hate us? Do you want to see your favorite podcast die? Go to youhatemovies.com right this second and buy a t-shirt for yourself and anyone you've ever cared about. Then follow us on social media, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at You Hate Movies.